Hanabar, then top rank and lost to running too classy, wins the Hanabar length and a half. Hello everyone, welcome to Newcastle, back to Newcastle, we haven't left. We've got a big show coming up, Gary Harley's with us, Lizzie and Duff to talk about this great race meeting yesterday, a million dollar race, the Hunter, the best of the three Hunters we've seen so far. Lost and Running was the star, and so is a young man called Dylan Gibbons, who won his first feature race, the Group 3 Spring Stakes, and here to talk all about it with an echo in their ear. I can see you feeling for those earpieces. About a second delay. It's annoying, isn't it? It's very annoying. Yeah. How uh, you going, champ? Yeah. Uh, look, a fantastic meeting. Um, great race. Uh, high quality race. A worthy winner. Uh, a couple to really follow out of the race as well. It's, uh, I must say, I'm hearing the turnover was much better than it has been in the last two years. So it should have been yep. with a field like this. They should be proud of it. And some of the moments yesterday that Gibbons moment, mm -hmm. Jenny Duggan moment yep. with the children. There's so much to talk about. We're going to show you all of that. It was a good day, Gaz. Fantastic day. As Duff uh, uh, touched on there, the turnover was up about 30% on last year. Massive figures. Uh, I don't think we're allowed to give figures, but they were massive. And that's without the fixed odds. It's going to be easily the biggest day uh, on a provincial racetrack. I mean, we had... Uh, a huge crowd and big turnover on the way back in 2000 when we were the Saturday meeting when the Olympics were on yeah. uh, and then we've had the two hunters but yesterday was mate I've got to give a massive rap to uh, Chris Nation the track manager I spoke at length with James McDonald and Tommy Berry and Josh Parr during the meeting about the track they just raved about it I mean we couldn't help the wind I mean all the whole state was copying that wind uh, but the track surface itself uh, they've got a winner here with the Newcastle Jockey Club and I've really got to congratulate him. And, uh, in all my years uh, working for Sky and radio and doing meetings at the track, I've never seen a more hands-on and energetic CEO than Dwayne Dow. Dwayne's done a great job and he's uh, going to be very keen to grow this meeting beyond what it is now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've worked with Dwayne at Musselbrook and he's did a fantastic job bringing Musselbrook up to another level and he's he's got a great club that he can grow and, and uh, work with and as Gary said, I echo the thoughts of the track, 119 millimetres of rain over the last seven days fell on this track and it just mm. raced perfectly. Obviously there was a lot of, it was an advantage to be on speed in the latter part of the day but still the surface was uh, a good surface and mainly the punters got it right. They just singled out a few horses that were going to be effective up on speed and, and they found the right one so it was a great day all round. Mm. Well uh, let's go and have a look at the the main race he's the best horse to have contested the hunter so far lost and running so it was appropriate that he was the third winner of the hunter. Coming out of it though we might find that top ranked uh, is equally as good with more racing here in Australia but there's a lot to take out of this race. Yeah, uh, he just kept him uh, balanced, Bowman. I thought he got across, but when you look at the stewards' vision, he was probably wide, no cover the whole race. So he showed his dominance. I love the way he dug in here. I thought a couple were going to come and get him at different stages, but um, he, he ran right through the line at the 1300. It gives him a, a really, you know, we, we, he did have the 59 kilos, so he, he was so dominant. Obviously, we keep talking about this Tab Everest form, uh, but it's just stood right up all the way through. 
it gives him a, a beautiful foundation for the autumn and, and this time next year obviously uh, will be a main target for him. So really good. Um, she was terrific. Uh, Wanderbar on the back up at home and uh, I think that's three years in a row now. Chris yeah. has run second, we'll keep reminding him. Um, yeah, look, top ranked. I think, I think he's a pretty good horse. Very smart, yeah. Looked like he's just got he's got something about him. He's got a bit of the X factor. We were just talking before we came to air, and his form is just out of this world. He won, he won his, I think it's his first four. I think I'm shortchanging him for a few. I think it's his first six starts that he won, and then he's run really credibly in some of the best weight for age mile races. Well, the he, he ran third behind Palace Pier in the lock inch, and he's a top weight for age performer. Um, who's now been retired. So, look, he's a very, very good horse. Uh, can't wait to see him next year when he gets into Annabelle's system and, and um, see what she targets him at. But she looks like she's cooking with gas, yeah. Yeah, she'll, she'll work him out. Senor Fox is flying. He's, gonna, he's got a peak performance in him. I don't know what it's going to be. And old mate Kementari, they he went enormous. He, they should just open the Western Australian border for him. Yeah. The way he's going. <laughs> let him, yeah. Let him in. And let him in. Yeah, Peter Snowden, uh, he was at the function Friday. He was very confident under the barrier draw come out uh, with Sonor Fox. Mm. I uh, had a brief talk to James McDonald before he left the track. I said, how do you think the Grails went? He only said one word, terrific. Okay. And uh, he was very wrapped in the race. Let's go and hear from um, John O'Shea and also Hugh Bowman. And we'll also catch up with Annabelle Neesham, the trainer of Top Ranked. That was a big performance today with a bunch of weight. Um, Tommy, you know, kicked up on the inside and made him work the whole way, but he got into a lovely rhythm and he really let down late, you know. That was a, just a class act and we we're really proud of the horse and make special mention to my team at home, young Bastian that rides him every day and Alex who runs the yard, they've just done a wonderful job. Ryan who straps him, so, you know, they, they're all excited. He just keeps getting better. Yeah, and that's the key to the horse, mate. You know, like we, we knew that he would continue to improve throughout his preparation, and today was the pinnacle of his uh, performance, his preparation, and we were, it was really exciting because that was a good job today, and uh, he's a well-earned break now, and we'll come back um, in the autumn and see if we can win a couple more. It was all designed to, to try and win an Everest with this horse, but when did this race come on the radar? Was it oh, just because he was still going well? Yeah, well, when we got home after um, the Class E legend, he put on five kilos, so I said, we bug it if you need to go to the paddock, you know, so uh, we thought we'd better give him another run, so he's, you know, just to make sure he's not too big going to the paddock, and, uh, you know, look, you see that today he'd made improvement from the Class E legend and raced accordingly. Important too, Bowman's becoming really attached to this horse too. He's got a great understanding of him and, uh, you know, that was evident in the, in the ride in the Classic Legend. It was just a superb ride and, and today he just had absolute faith in him and rode him accordingly. John, what's his autumn targets? I, I think that um, it's just a relatively light autumn, you know, probably running the Canterbury Stakes and the All Age Stakes at Wait for Age and, and keep him at home at Randwick and then, you know, we'll just get ready for the Everest again. We have to say... His first up run didn't go to plan, and then it was a patch up towards the Everest, and he's just, he hasn't disappointed once. He's continued to raise the bar, and we were ultra confident here today, and the draw, in fact, didn't worry me too much, especially with that big headwind once I got here today, but he's a horse that likes room, and you can see as I turned for home, he looked under pressure, and once he balanced up and changed legs, he just extended away, and he won with the authority that we expected him to, and uh, he's a very exciting horse for next year. Yeah, delighted. Um, certainly smiling after that. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with him. 
Um, just James said he got a little bit of a squeeze at the start. Um, it was probably good for him. I feel like that run over a bit of a shorter trip would just sharpen, up, sharpen him up a bit. Um, but yeah, hit a flat spot and then he was sort of coming again late. So yeah, I thought it was terrific. The word from Australian bloodstock leading into the race was he was ready to run a couple of weeks ago and you didn't want to wait till the goal. No, I mean, he's, he's very much a horse that we're aiming for, you know, big races in the autumn. Um, but we wanted to give him one run just to get to know him and, and uh, you know, he last ran in July, so it would have been a long time to then wait for the autumn. So um, really it was just a, about getting to know him today, um, trying him over a little bit shorter. He's been trained quite fresh. Um, obviously he's been at Canterbury quarantine and then moved to Warwick Farm, so he's done a fair bit of moving around lately, but he's taken it all in his stride and yeah, I thought that was a terrific run. Doncaster and Queen Elizabeth, genuine options? I think so. I mean, he'll get into the Doncaster um, with a, you know, he'll have a bit of weight, but um, he's proven he's a very good miler. And uh, yeah, I think there'll be a couple of nice options leading in. Well, since the, uh, the Everest, there have been four big features run uh, post Everest. Nature Strip won the VRC Classic. Eduardo won the Classic Legend. Lost and Running won the Hunter. Home Affairs tranced them in the Coolmore. They've been the four big ones. They all come out of the same race. Incredible. Uh, let's go and have a look at the gong market because that's next on the agenda when we head down south to Kembla Grange for the gong uh, next Saturday and count to rupee, gee won't there be a cheer squad for this horse, the local, uh, $3.50, Arameo, Dawn Passage, a tissue and Ellsberg, top ranks in the market but he's going for a spell, I am Superman at $15, now he had a trip away yesterday, he was at Newcastle to gallop between races. Uh, so he's heading to the gong and here he is. Uh, you had a good look at him, Lizzie? Yep, he looks in, in great order. He's always naturally quite a uh, athletic looking horse since he's been gelded and he also has got that beautiful coat that he seemed to have possessed all the way through his career. Um, I thought he worked really nicely. I know that they they decided not to trial him and they thought they'd give him a trip away instead and get him on that beautiful track and surface and he looked as though he extended the line nicely on his own. And, you wouldn't expect much more from a horse who was working on their own with no sort of gear on. So looking forward to seeing how he steps out. He wants a drying week. That's what he wants. He, he wants a drying week. He's a dry tracker, dead set dry tracker. So Kembla was off yesterday. Hopefully they get a good week and um, we get there and he gets good track if you're in, in the market. Well, he's another import. I am Superman who originally came out to contest the Golden Eagle and stayed on with Peter and Paul Snowden. Now that's stable. Uh, Give us an update now with Greg Pritchard on I Am Superman and also Exo Boom. I think he's just a nice horse, Superman. We, we kept him fresh. We kept him um, three or four weeks between runs, suits him really well. A mile is probably his pet distance. And uh, just as long as we get that good weather, I'm so glad they didn't race here today. Otherwise, they'd have chewed the track up quite a bit. So hopefully, good weather next week, good deck next Saturday, and he, he'll be in with a great chance. And Exo Boom? He's the same. Uh, Miles is perfect for him. Um, a little bit disappointing in the Eagle, but didn't have a lot of luck either. He's back a long way, he's wide, covered ground, so I believe he's a better horse than that, and I hope we get to see that next Saturday. Also to play a big hand at the gong will be the Chris Waller stable. Now here's Damien Fitton from the stable talking about four runners, starting with Arameo. Yeah, look, he went down to Melbourne to run in the Group 1 Cancellar. Um, things didn't go his way. Uh, he didn't really... Uh, get the best runs in transit and uh, that told him late but uh, he travelled down to Sydney on Wednesday, he settled in well and it's in great order, mile will suit and he should be in with a chance. That's a suitable race for it isn't it? Yeah we've targeted this race all along uh, quite frankly, um, look a million dollars is a 
is a great incentive to, to run in these types of races and his preparation's been faultless since. Um, so look, he's travelled down to Sydney and Goodall, as I mentioned, and um, the mile will suit and James McDonald will ride and he should be very hard to beat. Tissue is another one? Yeah, she's come out of the Golden Eagle in great order. She was beaten, I think, four and a half lengths in that race in 12th, but um, was obviously a tightly bunched field. Uh, she's trained on well from that, and the mile's definitely going to suit. And Nudge? Nudge, yeah. She ran in the hot Danish last start. Um, she also ran very good. She's come out of the run well, and she's in with a great chance on Saturday. Wheelhouse is in the betting for the race as well, but maybe set another target on the day? Yeah, look, he's on the borderline of getting into the field. If he makes the field, he's going to be very competitive. If not, there's another option on the day. I think it's an 88-1400 that he'll go to. Um, but hopefully it'll be good to get four runners uh, in the gong. Uh, if not, we'll settle with three, and he'll run in the 1,400-meter All right, let's move on now to the spring stakes. Think about this. Can there be a bigger thrill for a young rider than riding his first feature winner on his home track, the track he grew up on? And for him to get the opportunity to ride in this race, a non-claiming race, he's still a three-kilo claimer on city tracks. This is Dylan Gibbons, local Newcastle boy, a local Hunter Valley boy because he's just north of Newcastle. Uh, festival dancer Matthew Smith giving Dylan a Spring Stakes Group 3. A great moment, a great moment for, you know, they get behind their, their own here in Newcastle and he's a, like you said, a local boy from the Hunter and he's been nurtured through his riding career so far and slowly, slowly, even though he's ready, <clears throat> he's ready for the big time. Um, they're just holding him back. They get every opportunity to, when he does come to town, he's probably outridden that claim in the country which he has now the provincials getting close to it and a pretty well a one-off allowed to ride on a big feature home day and he gets this done and uh, four straight wins from this filly she's just come from nowhere and keeps running you know so uh, a great performance he'll win one soon war eternal he's ready to win now um, he's still early in his prep and a queer, well, I just think, still think he wants gelding. Look, Coco Kikoro went well there. Nice run up in class. But it's all about Dylan Gibbons' moment, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I mean, uh, the boy's been around this racetrack from the time he could walk uh, with his dad. Uh, he's always been, had a lovely personality. Mm. Everyone loves Dylan. He's always laughing and he's a very friendly boy. He was a soccer player and... Uh, he, he was like uh, a lot of others. Peter Snowden said the other day he had no interest in horses until he was 12 year old. And I think Dylan was, you know, a bit the same, but he was always around the racetrack. Uh, his grandfather was a trainer and there was no happier people on the track yesterday than his grandparents. Uh, Johnny and his wife, they were up in the stand uh, yelling out with that big cheer squad that uh, Dylan had yesterday. Um, Chris Lees has done a great job in a really nice moment yesterday where most people wouldn't have seen him back just outside the jockey's room. Chris come up and he put his arm around him, had a great smile and, you know, good on you, mate. And Dylan would love that. Yeah, yeah because he, uh, Chris is, you know, a real hero to him, mm. just like his father. But Matthew Smith loves him. Matt's been putting yeah. him on a lot of horses. He even went to Goldman a couple of times and, and rode for him. Uh, he rode 86 winners. He had one ride two seasons back, then a full season, 86 winners last year. He was runner-up in the New South Wales Rising Star uh, behind Michaela Weir. He won the country, uh, Racing New South Wales Country Apprentice of the Year. And in the first three months of this year, he rode 
33 winners, 11 a month. Mm. It says everything. Yeah. Quite incredible, though, when you think about he's only this is only his second day riding in town. Yes. And he was able to win a, a feature race. And he's already, you know, surpassed his father, what he's been able to achieve. And I think that he looks as though he's, he's a great talker. Oh, terrific he's a, talker. He's a, you know, he really expresses himself well, really good rider. And he is exciting because we haven't we no. haven't had a local no. I shouldn't say that because I'm not really a local not yet <laughs> oh, not we yet. haven't had I mean a, 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 an Australian apprentice if you think back through the apprentices over the last few seasons yes we've had uh, Tom Sherry Robbie Dolan yeah. Rachel King yeah. and Irish. now yeah and <laughs> no, well, Pommies Pommies. As well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to have a you know local talent coming through That's it right. looks as exciting as he is and mm. even before that you had a lot of um, New Zealand apprentices as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Going back years, but we had Duffnose and Greg. We had three crackerjack apprentices, one after the other. John Wade, Robert Thompson, Wayne Harris. Yeah. That'd be going um, back a few years. That's what I just said. <laughs> just clarifying uh, so the people out there don't understand what Lizzie meant there. This was his second Metropolitan, but the other one was a midweek meeting. That's right. And this was the first Saturday one right. for him. Well, let's go and uh, let's go and have a look at what happened after the race with um, with Matthew Smith and also the uh, the boy of the moment, Dylan Gibbons. She just has uh, got better with every run, and her work's got better with every run too. And I'm sort of I was pleased we didn't throw her in the deep end. We did as a two-year-old. We sort of she showed a bit, and we threw in a couple of good races. But no, it was just great to see her to run so well today. And she paraded beautifully today. It was the best I've seen her parade. So I was sort of confident when I saw she was so calm because she'd been quite a highly strung sort of filly. So. No, it was a great effort. Good, really good ride too. Yeah, how were you feeling? Yeah. How were you feeling coming down the side? She looked nice and relaxed and travelling. Yeah, well, I was happy that Dylan just pressed forward. He didn't uh, really ask her. He just let her find her way across to the front. He didn't really get sucked into any sort of battle. He just sort of just let her slide across. And once she got to the front, just before the turn, I could see a few others behind him starting to struggle. I just thought, you know, like she's going to be right in it. So it's a pretty good effort to lead all the way here on a day like today over the miles. Really good, strong run. Something I've, I've always dreamed about as a kid, these big moments, and to do it here, you've got my grandparents in the stand, it's, oh, it's unreal. And on your home track as well, yeah. a, a track that you've learned to ride at and your apprentice at. Exactly, it's, um, it's what makes all them early mornings, the kid get out of bed for work for, and to do it here at the home track, i got you know my grandparents here, my partner's up in the, sta in the stables working, and mum and dad at home watching, so... Can't be any better. And Chris, you bugged him. You said, please let me ride on this day because you knew you were going to get some great opportunities. And to get a group three victory, it's, it's quite incredible. It is. I'd be killing him if I wasn't here today <laughs> and missed out on this. So lucky for him, I've got it. And lucky he owns 25% of me, so he gets some <laughs> kick out of it. And just talk to us about your tactics during the race. You were pretty keen to go forward and, and you knew that that was the spot you wanted to be in. Yeah, it's not, I didn't give it really a typical ride I'd like, you know. I, rolled a bit more than I would have, gave her a breather down the side, but I just know from a last start win from the 700, I didn't have a choice, she just towed me into it, and I just thought today, we've got a lightweight, you know, it's like with them fillies and mares that are in form, they just, they're just flying and love their racing, so I thought, headwind, I'll give them something to chase, and, and she, she's only little, but she's full of heart and so tough, and I can't be any more thankful for the horse and Maddie Smith, because today's a day I'll never forget. Back to the opener on the card at Newcastle yesterday, and it was the two-year-old, the Max Lee's Classic, won by Russian Conquest. The first winner 
by the sire Russian Revolution, which also was trained by the Snowdens. Yep, and uh, I think only second runner, uh, Russian Revolution, so it was a nice start. Peter's bought a few of these, I think, and obviously did train him. Uh, a nice professional style of a win. Sat wide, dug in when they got tired, and look, she had only had her first trial a couple of weeks ago, so she, it's all happened quickly for her, and she gets the job done. Um, I think Uncorked will be okay when she re when she you know, matures a little bit more. Last bid, Liam. Uh, uh, he's a nice enough horse. I think I'm sure he's going to win some races. Just got tired into that win late there, and I thought the best the horse that had no luck here you know, behind them there in the um, in the orange and green there Vancouver's is Vancouver's Crown. Crown. He's the best horse in that race. And um, he played up badly before. Well, not badly, but he, he definitely, him. the wind yeah. was really yeah. jiving him up, and mm. I think that he's a horse to follow. No and luck. he's not a speed horse like the others, Duffy. No, he's I think a more of a get-back horse. I, I think they're just trying to teach me. One day over race and climb their heels a little bit early, so I think he's work in progress. And he missed the start in his trials yep. as well, so he's probably, he's just putting it all together. Mm, he's the best horse there. Tell you what, last bit, Liam will have no trouble with the 900 here. Uh, it's the young lady's... Uh, got the thrill of a lifetime yesterday when he was clear at the 250. Amanda Davis, who's just started her training career, oh, way back about March, I think it was, mm. she started her career, and uh, she's based up at Maitland, not far from the CBD, actually. Uh, same property as Philip Atkins trains on, but uh, she's got, what, 15 horses or so, I think she told us yesterday, but this horse, he's got terrific speed. He led him easily yesterday, and he'll be winning the 900 here for sure. Peter Snowden and Tommy Berry. There's good relief, uh, good to see. And um, there's one, I think it was one of Paul's first buys at the sales, so <laughs> he'll be puffed his chest out for sure. What? Did uh, this horse been showing you much at home? It has, mate, it has. Oh, we showed it quite a bit. It's out of a very good, fast American family, and Henry, Henry bought. Bought the mare over and put it to Russian, and um, just speed, speed all over the page. And she was a bit light when she first came in, but she's improved rapidly. She's got a tremendous temperament. She walked around the yard like she's been here a hundred times before and, and raced very professionally, three deep, no cover, and just travelled the whole way. So there's further improvement to come from her, but uh, good to see win first up. Great for Newgate Farm and their, their connections. Um, put a lot of money into the sport, so it's nice for them to get something back early. And, and she was a perfect sort of horse for this race. She's She's a real natural. Um, she's You would have seen her in the yard. She was falling asleep. She's got a great um, temperament and the, the wind out of that 900 metre shoots really coming across the track from inside to out. So being wide, didn't really matter there because it was, it was actually blocking me from getting that wind. But um, she had a good look around down the straight. I wanted to pull the stick through a bit earlier, but I thought I'd leave it till late because I knew she would just respond well to it. OK, now we go to the, uh, the newest race on this program. It's the 2300 metre Beaufort. Uh, worth $300,000, so here's a race that's going to grow over the next few years. And all you can say is Torrens did it again. Yeah, with Jenny Duggan. He's uh, got such an association going at the moment. Uh, I think she's had four rides on him for three wins or something. And she knows him. He loves the fence. He can stay. I don't think many people expected her to come across in the lead. There was some sort of suspicion that she'd go forward, but... Caught him on the hop there, and, and once he got across Hush Rider, um, he was always going to be in the finish. So he's he's really come of age, this horse. He's, he's been a bit patchy, but obviously a talent. Olympic gaze plugged on. You know, what can you say about the rest of them? Hush Rider was okay. And he probably, I think should, they have, probably should have led. I think they wanted to lead, Adrian, yeah. on uh, Hush Rider. Yeah, we're just beaten to, the, beaten to the punch there. And 
I think the, the shared ambitions obviously had enough and he's earned plenty of prize money this prep without winning, so probably have a little break and come back after yeah. that. Dylan Gibbons reported that he travelled nicely up until the home turn and then he just felt really flat, so yeah. off for a spell. Yep. Plenty of celebrations here after the race uh, with Torrens and uh, the winning rider, Jenny Duggan. Well done, Jenny. I saw you waving as you were coming back in. Are they your kids up there? Yeah, they are. Yeah, I didn't know they were coming, so that's a good treat, right? Yeah. You're just giving them a wave? Yeah. <laughs> and they were excited to see their mum able to get the job done on a horse that I'm sure is very fond to your heart. Oh, uh, I love this horse and I just can't thank Laurie Ray enough for the opportunity and the onus. You know, he's so amazing. And I mean, one thing we knew going into this is like he'll run the distance. So I wasn't scared of taking it up and I, I knew like I don't know what it is but he seems to race a bit better when he finds the fence so I thought if I can get there I'm just going to try and do it and see if they'll fold around me or whatever you know but that was my plan and even though with the wind you know it's going to come either way and I thought he's a big strong stallion he'll manage and he did and he usually did. you were back the fence the other day with plenty of speed but you took it upon yourself to go forward and, and make them decide where they're going yeah, to slot in yeah I thought so just with 51 kilos on his back today I just thought I'll let them work and we'll see what happens and he was full of running at the end of that 2300 <laughs> he's amazing right <laughs> he just keeps going I know he just keeps going and Laurie does so good with him she says you know it's probably not the easiest horse to train but she does a lot of treadmill work and obviously a big team around her so kudos to her. Alright let's uh, go on to race number two now this was the second of the day benchmark 78 a, a French import having its first start in Australia again for the Snowden so they won the first two this is a horse called Huerta. Yeah, and uh, they've got something to work with here. Uh, I like the French form, and he comes here with a nice rating. He'd only had one trial coming into it, so um, he's, like I said, he's a lightly raced five-year-old. It's only his tenth start, so Peter will work him out, and it's a nice way to start off your career in Australia, getting over the top of him from, from well back, so um, that probably wasn't the pattern of the day as far as winning's concerned, but there was a lot of horses to run on for the back in, into placing, and there was unlucky runners as well, so... Mar and Parr, he, he's got talent, but he still appears dumb to me. I know it's hard to say about a horse that's had a fair few runs and a good winning record, but he's, he's just a bit dumb. Um, he, he, he floats in his races and then you think he's gone and then he, he lifts again. So he's run well again there yesterday. Cisco Bay's the one that had no luck. He was bolting behind them there and never got a crack at him. I reckon he would have won. And Cryptogram stuck on OK. Disappointing, the, the well-tried sacred command there but the winner is interesting Cisco Bay should have won yeah Cisco Bay had no no luck at all I spoke to Gerald at, uh, through the week at Gosford uh, during the meeting there and it was pretty buoyant about Cisco Bay he would have been hoping for a winner track I mean I think he's won six races Cisco Bay on wet tracks uh, but he's going well looking at that run very disappointing sacred command, but the winner's run was good. He got back and he hit the line. His last win was 2,200, a mile first up, and knowing you know what the Snowdens are like, if they fancied him, they would have had him tip-top ready to go, and that was a big win. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Peter Snowden and Kira McAvoy. Look, we've, we've had him about probably uh, three four months now, and um, 
But he's just kept improving, Greg. All his forms, 2,024 upwards. Uh, and uh, the trial he had was was a nice trial. But since that trial, he's been really fresh and sharp on his work. And I said to the boys, there's not much point in trialling him again to get a feel for this horse to find a bit about him. But I'm running over a mile and see what he does it. Especially Newcastle, big track. Riding quiet, just see see how he runs on. And I said to Karen, just do the same thing. Just see whether he's a short, sharp sprinter or whether he's got a long sustained run. Just find a bit about him and let me know what you think. But uh, <laughs> hopefully the story comes back better than what I went out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've learned about him now yeah. and you'll continue to learn. And obviously, well, here's your jockey now. You might want to talk to your jockey and see what he says. Yeah, be a bit, better discussion now. He's won, yeah. What did you say, uh, Karen? Tell tell Peter and tell us. Nice win, Pete, yeah. He's, um, he did it well. He, he uh, didn't jump away that well, but he, he got him behind. I travelled well. Had to sort of wait to sort of see where he was going to open up. And as soon as I asked him, he just went bang and quick yeah. and really well. So good to see them do that first run over a mile um, here in Australia. So he's only going to keep improving. Uh, on to race number three now. Let's go to the highway. This was uh, Brett Kavanagh's highway with Street Power. Nice horse. I must say, a nice horse. He's, um, he could well be better than highway class. He's passed a couple of runs are really good. I think he, he may have had a little issue last preparation or so because he, he started off with a bang at his first start and then it's taken a while to get him back on track. But uh, I like the win. He's a nice horse and uh, he could well be a country champion, championships type. Um, uh, I was talking about uh, Cisco Bay before. We'll have a look at the poor old casino kid here. Um, he had no luck at all and, and probably should have won. Um, well, I won't say probably should have won. He should have gone close to winning. Shelby 66 was back in form and going good. And the other one to have no luck was Satin Ruby climbing there, uh, nearly clipping heels in the straight as she was going to run on. And uh, I think... Um, Bowman might have got a little suspension or something. He did, he? yes. He's out uh, from the 21st of the 11th until the 29th of the 11th. He'll take his suspension after the gong next weekend. You're very and lucky daft, to stay on. Daft, the problem with casino kids is racing pattern. Yeah. They always, he's always back second or third last. He's a good thing beat more times than he's not. Um, and Jan has got him absolutely flying. One day, the luck's going to come his way in the straight in one of those. Street power. Uh, I know this horse well because um, Cav, he, Cav liked him in a scone maiden first run of the race and he got beat by a horse of Scott Singleton's. Mm -hmm. Cav sent him straight to Gosford, booked McDonnell for a uh, maiden there. I said to James before the race, I walked past him, uh, Cav's not here, what's he think? He said, all he said, James, just sit. All you got to do is sit on him. Like, more or less, if you don't fall off, he'll just bolt in. Mm. He was into about $1.50. But the other day at Scone, just recently, God, he played up bad in the mountain yard. Yeah. It was about two or three runs back. And uh, at the Barry, he played up. But Cav, he's done a wonderful job with him because he wasn't like that here yesterday. No. And he is a smart horse. you got James on speed dial, I think, have you? No. <laughs> he just, it just is a, a few different things that we have in common. Not the size... Not the what, would you, hang on, what would you have in common with James McDonald? <laughs> well, you don't know, and I'm not going to tell you. But, uh, what, do you sport. both own cattle or something, Gary? No, and another sport. And actually, I was uh, uh, went a bit red in the face yesterday. Uh, he went past me and said, Caitlin's a big fan of yours. Oh. Oh, I always liked Caitlin, didn't you? Well, that's what you got in, that's what you got in common. You know what? He told me the same thing. Oh, he did it. He what about the two young girls? Oh, tell that story. Tell that story, please. No, no, that's, not, no, that's not very nice. No, it, <laughs> you tell it. Well, 
I'm coming back for the last interview of the day and walk past two young girls. I don't know how they got into that area. I saw them. They were good sorts too. Yeah, they were. Pretty easy on the eye, particularly for a 72-year-old. Tell the story. Anyway, uh, the front one, who was talking well and she had a champagne man, (laughs) she came up to me and said, are you Ron Duffy? We're when twins. I told Duff, we're tied to the hip. I don't think you'll talk to me again. Oh, <laughs> my ego. What are we up to? Here's Brett Kavanagh and Jason Collette. I was listening to some of them young trainers interviewed this morning. I thought about scratching. There's too much confidence, was there? Oh, Knocked a bit of polish off a few of them. Okay, what do you think of this horse? Um, he's just needs to mature and mature again. He's a well-bred horse. He's had a throat up, and um, yeah, he's. Uh, just got it wrong a couple of times. He's just very, it's an immature family. Delectation was the same. Apparently, he was a hothead, and it took him a while to get it right. But um, at home, he's a superstar. I, I really thought he was my Kosciuszko wild card. And um, yeah, he just didn't get it right. And all of a sudden, he's maybe I got it right. Maybe the horse was right, and I got it wrong. But what we're doing now is working. So, do you think in 12 months' time he could be a, the type of horse to get a, to a Kosciuszko? Yeah, I, Jack and I were talking the truck on the way down, you know, and I said, you know, if, if he gets it right, if he's working home on e-trackers and that, you know, he could be a black-type horse. So, uh, yeah, you just got to develop him. That's the secret. He's uh, he's not a country championship horse. Yeah, he is. He is? Yeah, yeah. He'll stretch out? Yep, yeah, no worry. 1,300 today, it's another 100 metres, so, you know, I think he'll stretch out. What do you reckon, Rat? I'm just going to listen to whatever you say. <laughs> No, mate, he's, he's, he's spread to go a mile and further, you know. He's, I think he's, um, his breeder said he's got a mile and a quarter pedigree, so we'll see what this place got to yeah, say. Yeah, come in here. You, you've got a big smile on your face. Tell your trainer what you thought. Has Kev finished talking, has he? Yeah. Hey? He's finished talking. Now have, you seen, have you seen him lead on him like that? What's going on? <laughs> he, was, uh, he was giving it to me beforehand, yeah. Uh, look, he's, he's a lovely horse. Yeah, Kev, um, Kev spoke pretty highly of him. Uh, obviously went back to the 11 last start and then up to the 13 today. Sort of used that as a bit of a stepping stone, I suppose, to come here. So, But, yeah, he, he had control of that race a long way out. You were in control a long way out, weren't you? <laughs> it was pretty pretty easy. It, it was, Greg, yeah. It's uh, it's a long straight when you're out in front and, and his ears are pricked and you, you can't hear anything. The horses can't hear anything or feel like, you know, they can usually feel a runner coming yeah. up, uh, approaching from behind. But... You know, it sort of can leave you open to to, to a sniper, yeah. So tell us what it's like running into that wind when you're the first one there. Each to their own. Everyone has differing opinions on what they like. I actually, I'd rather be in front hitting it first. So yep. I know what it's like as, as opposed to as much as getting a, a sucker behind. But then you've still got to come out and hit the hit, hit that wind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, like I say, everyone's got their own opinion on it. Bet you that tab account yeah, looked good. He was looking up, refreshed the money. <laughs> correct weight. Loves a bit. Let's go on to uh, tampering. Kerry Parker. He uh, he's just on. He's, he's on the crest of a winning wave at the moment. Kerry Parker. I don't think he's going to have anything for the gong next week, unfortunately. Uh, but tampering wins a midway. Yeah, he's a beauty. You know, he's, he's he hasn't got any huge cha- talent. The horse. He's just a genuine tough competitor that has a go and then just keeps picking up checks and he he puts this field away. Um, nice ride by Yui. He, everyone had him leading, but he, when Caesars Palace went out hard, he just took the sit, peeled off, and and he was uh, too good for him. Um, Cream rises there. He has a bit of think about things. He's got the talent, but he has a 
Uh, does a lot of thinking in his races, so I don't know about him. I, I like that horse Harvey's way. I reckon after a spell, he'll come back good. I, I liked him. I think he's uh, one of the horses to follow out of the meeting for next preparation. Yeah, they say he's going for a spell. Uh, he's only had, what, now four runs for two wins and two placings. Uh, David's got a big opinion of him. He'll probably get 2,000, uh, two, I reckon, next prep. Uh, but he went a lot better than the stable mate later on, and that's the one that's had the boom on it. But, look, Cream Rising, <laughs> he's a funny horse, and in the last bit, Duff, he sort of got going again. Mm. Um, he can do a few things wrong, but he's talented. Uh, he had no luck two runs back in town, but he'll come good. He's probably a horse that'll come good after another after a spell too. He might. And no doubt about that. But no, I was talking to Kerry uh, and he said, no, I've got nothing for the gong yep. at all next week. Here's uh, Kerry Parker and Hugh Bowman. Yeah, exactly. Well, plan B worked out perfect. That's why he put them blokes on. Uh, the one instruction I gave Hugh was don't burr him up out of the barriers. I, I suspected they thought that he'd lead and he could work there softly, uh, which is something else I want to take it up. And Hugh just got the option. He got beautiful running transit. He did, and it turned out a blessing that yeah. way. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, yeah, the horse was travelling. It's just a matter of building momentum, and he was able to keep that momentum up, and he was strong at the line. What have you got uh, earmarked for him? Well, there's a couple of options there. It's like it's just his only sort of benchmark, you know, yep. he's still in these benchmark races, but there is a, a 2,000 metre midway in a fortnight, which he might be a little bit high in now, so we, we might have to just keep him to these benchmark, benchmark racing at the moment. He likes these bigger rolling tracks, and he enjoyed that nice, genuine pace set by Tommy up front, and I expected a lead, to be honest, but Kerry was very uh, demanded that I didn't push him, push him to lead, because he'll overdo it, and... But Tommy just kept rolling a nice pace. As I said, it suited him, and when he got out, he had plenty to give, and he, he did it for me. He looked as though he really found the line strongly. Yeah, he was really strong, and I think that just being held up for a little while, because I could feel Nash was holding on, but I just didn't feel like he could come with me, so I just waited until I didn't have to push Nash out of the way, and I think that helped him balance and really excel, excel for me. Very funny. Gary's just telling us the story about his conversation with the automated uh, man on uh, the Foxtel complaints line because his Foxtel's down with a storm. Uh, Mighty Beal won race number five for uh, Chris Waller. It was a Quinella for the stable. Yeah, he's going well, uh, Mighty Beal. More went right for him this week than it did at his previous stars where he couldn't keep in contact and uh, he gets the job done uh, from his stable mate uh, Lord Ardmore who's going well. And he'll, he's got another win in him for sure, Lord Ardmore. He's still, you know, holding in a peak performance still left in him, I think. Uh, Love Tap, well, it was my flat moment of the day. I thought it was a good thing. He just, you know, he, looked, he seemed to lose his stride over the line. I didn't, there was nothing in the stewards' report, so they probably had a look at him with him. Yeah, so. Only... Come back very quick, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, okay. there's was... nothing in the stewards' report, as you just mentioned, but it, it was a different type of race. As far as the stable mates were concerned, with Mighty Beale and Lord Ardmore, it wasn't that really strong tempo no. that put Mighty Beale chasing from a long way out, which obviously doesn't suit him. So you've got to find a race where he's going to travel comfortably and then back, and then he has a good turn of foot. And I think he's a really nice horse when he gets his own way. Mm. But if you were having them face up in a fast tempo, I think Lord Ardmore would come out on top. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. Well, let's go and hear from um, Damien Fitton and also uh, James McDonald. Yeah, well done to Go Racing team. Um, 
Look, he was he was strong. He switched off nicely and got into a lovely rhythm. And he's just been a model of consistency this preparation. So it's great to see him put another one on the board. And he was never going to find himself too far back today. No, he never was. And um, credit to Lee. He, he set a nice tempo in front. He didn't go too quick. And he gave his horse every chance as well. And the better horse won on the day. Good owners. And uh, they've come up with a Quinella. So they're happy. Yeah, very good owners. Great supporters. And I'm sure they're cheering in New Zealand. Without doubt, he um, he travelled a lot, kinda, a lot closer in the run as well. But even though we're back last or second last, we're only three or four lengths off the lead, so made his job easier picking the, the eventual second horse up. But um, I thought easing out, I thought he was going to have to do a job here because you, you're hidden away from the breeze, and as soon as you get out and hit it, you think you got three lengths and you make one length up. But it's um, he's a good effort. He's a nice horse. Well, we touched on the incredible week that you had down in Melbourne. Have you come down from cloud nine yet? <laughs> yeah. I suppose coming to coming to uh, Newcastle, you'd certainly uh, realise you're back in business. Yeah, no, for sure. We obviously um, we've had five days to reflect on a wonderful week, and very lucky it all went out. It, it all turned out like that because uh, the horses, they just every single one just ran so well. There wasn't one that really d disappointed in any shape, way, of any way. Local trainer got a win on the board with Norwegian Bliss, um, Nathan Doyle. Here's uh, Norwegian Bliss in Jerry's colours. Well, what can you say? You can't, you can't do much more than, you know, starting off your career on, you know, on a Sunday Port Macquarie meeting on September 26 and get through here to $130,000 Saturday race and make it four straight wins before going to the paddock. Uh, great job, horse trainer and, um, and jockeys. So... Nice mare, nice mare, interested in what she does next prep. Rammer Moore, it's her time to shine now. She can win a race this time of year. No excuses for Fashionel. First horse he's trained for Jerry Harvey. There'll be more coming, I've got no doubt. And he got the horse through Luke McDonnell, who's the brother of James, who's Jerry's racing manager. Here's Nathan Doyle and Andrew Atkins. It's all in her first racing prep. Um, like I said before, pre-race, a win, lose, a draw, she's going to the paddock today. I think she's going to be a better mare next prep when she comes back. And have to thank Luke and Jerry for supporting us. Um, all you're hearing, people sort of bagging a win at Canterbury last start and she only fell in. Should she be here? I tried to find a reason why not to sort of come here today and I couldn't find one. She just done tremendous at home. She licked the beer in her work on Tuesday. It was good. It was just good to see her get that Saturday win on the board and she she's uh, in a well-earned break, that's for sure. Well, she's some athlete, that's for sure. Um, very good effort to be able to do that all in one preparation. Trial and a few few wins all together um, and, and taking her away for the grade from country to, to Saturday Metro. Um, takes some effort to do that and I take my hat off to Nath, he's done a tremendous job with her. Thought after last that she might have had enough and it was determined that she hadn't. And um, you know, he's with her every day and he knows a lot the back of his hand. So that was um was an awesome training performance there. And to the last, uh, straight to the front, the grey, and they couldn't run much, much better down. No, and uh, once the scratchings, a few of the leaders come out of this race, he got complete control and he, he had good specking because of that. Patton suited him, away he went, um, authoritative win. Um, I think most um, betting organisations are building a statue for Gravina, considering his SP and mm. him getting beaten all the time. Uh, no real excuses for him, other than probably wants a, a softer track. Um, brutality was a beauty. Uh, first up, big weight. Wonder if he backs up in the gong next week. And if we get a soft track, I wouldn't rule him out. And Kinlock, talented horse, but very frustrating. What about never taught? No luck at all. No. no. Plenty of dead ends there. All right, we're just about run out of time. Um, so we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Perth and Darren McCauley. He'll wrap up Champion Phillies Day at Ascot.
last. It was furious. And it was a first for history-making female jockey Kira Yule, who teamed up with star three-year-old filly Search and Rocks to clinch the Group 3 champion filly stakes on a day of many highlights. For Yule, who was the first female jockey to ever win the Perth Cup, she continued her wonderful relationship with Search and Rocks as they turned the tables on raging favourite Bazoom. It's Champagne Dame, Search and Rocks, Bazoom can't go on. She's as flat as a biscuit. Search and Rocks beats her off and it's Search and Rocks. Search and Rocks won the champion fillies from Bazoom. The unbeaten partnership of star sprinter Elite Street and jockey Brad Rewiller also continued with another breathtaking performance in the Group 3 Colonel Reeve Stakes, confirming his favouritism for the Winterbottom Stakes in two weeks' time. Elite Street starting to finish brilliantly right down the outside of the track as well. 150 left to go, Long Beach on the inside, Money Matters, and now Elite Street pouncing upon them, coming quickly, Graceful Girl, but it's Elite Street once again. Elite Street scored here in the Colonel Reeves, big Graceful Girl. Trainer Dan Morton Stable just continues to turn out the winners in Elite Street star stable mate Will Chino also showed that she was up to the challenge of the Group 1 Winterbottom with this brave win under 60 kilos in a blistering 10858 at her first attempt over 1,200 metres. Will Chino nicely clear, close to home. Secret plan, jumping out of the ground. She's had enough, Will Chino, but she's got enough in hand. Will Chino, too good under the 60. One from Secret Plan. The Morton juggernaut just continued on with his classy mare, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, who has now earned a spot in next Saturday's Million Dollar Railway Stakes with a heart-stopping last stride win in the RJ Peters Stakes. It was Clint Johnston Porter's third win for the day. Kiss on all four cheeks is bullocking her way through the middle. Cockney Crew, son of Bacchus. Kiss on all four cheeks. She's coming quickly. Will she get the dive? You bet your bottom dollar she will. This year's Perth Cup place getter, Midnight Blue, showed that he was on a long-range target for the 2022 edition with a slashing second-up win in yesterday's Ascot Gold Cup. Here's Midnight Blue, though. It's starting to finish full of running down the outside for Pike. Bad Wolf gets a run over towards the rail, but Midnight Blue's off and gone. Midnight Blue sprints away, and he's got the Ascot Gold Cup parceled up. Midnight Blue, he beat Bad Wolf and playing Marika. It was a lightning-fast track at Ascot yesterday. And next week, of course, we see the start of the Masters, the first of the million-dollar races, the Group 1 Heineken 3 Railway Stakes. Yes, and Darren McCauley will be back next Sunday morning live with us uh, here to wrap up Railway Stakes Day. Great race day, their biggest day of the year in Perth. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, Lizzie said she's going to take us to Pilates. Where? Pilates. You been to Pilates? What? The restaurant. A restaurant. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> you know if it was a it's, restaurant. It's a form of exercise. That's a good one oh, in Newcastle. I'm past that. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of that at school. No, no, if you're not going, I'm, if you're not going, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never All right, we're off to Pilates. <laughs> the garlic bread's beautiful, guys. Good, I love that. <laughs> uh, we're running out of time almost. Um, thanks, guys. Do you, to to Pat, do you want to come to Wollongong? Do you want to come to Wollongong? No. Last time I was at Wollongong, I was calling a night's game. We got beat by 30. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Harris will be with us. A lovely man. Yep. So we've got Thursday night um, form line. We'll have a, an extended uh, hour and a half show. I think it might be time to get Kerry Parker and the Price Boys on just to 
uh, really congratulate them and relive some of their great moments because by the time we get to Kembla, think of the year that those two stables have had. We yeah. think it over Jamea yeah. and oh, yeah. Count Rupi and they, they, it isn't finished for the prize stable no. because they could win the big one. They could. Yeah, no, and Kerry, you know, he doesn't have one in the big one, but that's because this horse is too good. He's become too good. <laughs> yeah, he's become he ran too third, good for the race. Didn't he run third last year? Yep, that's right. So yeah. and now he's, um, you know, he's, well, he's going to be in figuring in all the wait for age group ones in the autumn. Ronnie just wants to have a surf before he goes. Which which beach would you recommend? Red 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 I've got a young fun. bloke who could give you a few instructions. <laughs> okay, all right. I was with I him on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I've just noticed you're getting a bit smaller. I know, it's, uh, the, the chairs give way on me. I've got to lose a bit of weight. All right, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And well done to the NJC. Another great promotion up here with a million dollar race, the Hunter. And it's on again next year.